Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with your friends. This episode, Chin Music with Rick Robinson and myself, all about Major League Baseball. Today we talk about Jackie Robinson Day, the great Jackie Robinson. We got some thoughts and comments on that. And then Rick has an interesting topic as we look at the best player at every position who won an MVP award. We'll go around the horn and give you all of that, our thoughts and comments. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget our other Sports Takes podcast with Trey Blossman and myself. And normally we do lots of LSU stuff, but that's all on hold right now, and we will return to that as soon as we can. Don't forget to connect on social media. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talking Sports with TK, also on Facebook and Instagram. We'll hear a quick message. We'll come back. We'll be joined by Rick Robinson. We'll talk about Jackie Robinson, no relation, and our MVP players, the best at every position all the way around the horn. Rick will also tell you how you can get a hold of some of his award-winning work. He's a noted, accomplished, award-winning author. Rick Robinson joins us when we return. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Talking sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Rick Robinson, and that means chin music. Major League Baseball talk at its best here in the middle of April. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. Rick Robinson, hello. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful and happy, happy Jackie Robinson Day, uh, Tommy. It's a shame to not see a whole bunch of players across baseball standing with the number 42 on their back. Uh, but it is great, great to uh, to celebrate still the life of uh, of the most groundbreaking player in the history of Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think, you know, he was a great man. He was a great athlete. People don't realize he, he was a multi-sport, excellent athlete in his younger days and, and obviously a great ball player. And he made baseball a better game. I, I posted that on my Facebook page along with a, a picture of him and the Jackie Robinson day that MLB observes. And I'm like you, one of the coolest things MLB has ever done was have everybody wear number 42 on Jackie Robinson Day. Of course, we don't have that this year, but it's still I uh, want to wish everybody a happy Jackie Robinson Day in the world of MLB because he's certainly a key part in the history and the greatness of the game of baseball. You know who is behind the 42? You know who the person was behind getting that to happen? Who? Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Jr. was one of the moving forces to get Major League Baseball to have everybody wear 42 on uh, on the same day. Well, he's one of my favorite players of all time. And, of course, I got to see Ken Griffey Jr. play. I didn't get to see Jackie Robinson play. But, uh, you know, I'm glad that, that Ken Griffey Jr. was a part of that. Great you brought that up. If you want to see... Uh, Jackie Robinson play tonight on MLB, and they're also featuring it on their Facebook page. They're going to show 
uh, one of the games from the, I think the final game from the 1955 World Series where Jackie Robinson played. So if those of you who are out there who are wanting to get a chance, who have heard about the great Jackie Robinson, who have never seen him on the field, take a look tonight on MLB's Facebook page. Uh, they also have it on YouTube. It's going to be on the MLB channel. They will be uh, doing a whole day of Jackie Robinson programming, but most important tonight, they're going to be showing that 1955 World Series game. We're on you. You're listening to Chin Music. It's a podcast, a part of Talking Sports with TK, with Rick Robinson and myself. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. Rick, you brought up an, an interesting topic for us to move into on this week's podcast. Uh, go ahead. You, you got the floor, sir. Now, a lot of people have over the years, you and I have sat down and we've always argued who is the best at every position. MLB put out an article this week that was, I think, very interesting is that they went around the horn and named the best player at every position, but with the qualification that the player had to have won a, an MVP award either in the National or American League, are going back to the old days when they called it the, uh, uh, the, the, the Chalmers Award. It even goes back that far. Uh, but you had to have been the MVP in the National or American to be considered, and they went around the horn. So let's do that ourselves, and let's see if we agree with them. Uh, start with catcher. They picked Johnny Bench for his two MVPs in the 70s. I got to say, you know, Bench, you got to take a look at along the way. Campanella had three. Yogi had three. But still, Johnny Bench, even though his MVPs were in the early 70s, they weren't with that 75 and 76 team, Johnny Bench is the best offensive and defensive catcher that ever played the game. Yeah, I think he's the one everyone compares great catchers to. And we've had a lot of great catchers uh, in the game of baseball. I agree with the selection of Johnny Bench. Okay, let's walk on down to first base. And here's a little stat. The most MVPs played first base. Major League Baseball goes with the very current number, Albert Pujols. Uh 34 first basemen have won the MVP. They go with Pujols. But how do you go with Pujols when you're looking at Gehrig, Mugel, Stargell, and Jimmy Fox? You know, I I mean, there are so many great first basemen that have won the MVP. Who do you pick there, Tommy? They go with Pujols. Who do you like? Man, Jimmy Fox's numbers were through the roof. Uh, You know, I think Willie Stargell was outstanding. But, you know, I'm going to agree with Pujols based on this. And he's on the tail end of his career now. But when he was in his prime, he was the kind of guy where the pitcher knew when he was coming up, whether it was third, sixth, seventh. I mean, when he was coming up in that half inning, you always had to keep pay attention to that and in his prime Albert Pujols uh, flat out dominated the game especially at the plate with all due respect to the others I'll agree with Albert Pujols and I'm going to disagree with you on that one and go with Joe uh, Lou Gehrig I, I don't know how you can have any baseball team without Lou Gehrig at first base his 36 season was incredible and he was also a member of Phi Delta Theta fraternity of which I am so he's a fraternity brother so I well, had to throw him in there well, there you go. There you go. Walk on. Let's let's uh, let's take the lead off of first and rush on down to second. 
they go with Rogers Hornsby, somebody that none of us alive today ever saw play baseball. Do you like Hornsby or do you like Joe Morgan or do you like somebody else? Hornsby's got incredible numbers as well. And again, didn't get to see him play. Joe Morgan is one of my all-time favorite baseball players, regardless of position, team, any of that. I just think the guy was phenomenal in so many ways. Five-tool guy. Uh, I'd lean for Joe Morgan, but I have to qualify it by saying all I know about Hornsby are his unbelievable numbers. I'm going to just shut you out totally on this one and say we can't consider any of those players on those days. In 1949, Jackie Robinson won the MVP. It's Jackie Robinson Day. By golly, I'm going with Jackie Robinson at second base. He's the guy I want on my team because he's the guy today on this day in Major League Baseball. Okay. Third base, they go with George Brett. A lot of players here uh, that have won over the years at, at third. You got Brooks, you got Killebrew, you got Cabrera. But, you know, I think George Brett defined third base uh, in 1980, and I'm going to stick with what they called there, and I'm going to go with George Brett. I like the George Brett selection, but uh, Mike Schmidt was not too bad. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Mike Schmidt. I really can't argue against Brett because of what he did at third base, especially with the bat, but also defensively. You know, Brooks Robinson was fabulous, but I'll go with George Brett. And Mike Schmidt did have two uh, two MVPs in eighty and eighty one. I think uh, either one of those would uh, would again qualify him to to be that. Uh, Brett's a Brett's a good call. Um, I'm going to stick with Brett there. Let's go over to the let's go to the uh, middle position shortstop. I think it's interesting they put Banks at shortstop because as I was growing up, I remember when Banks had been moved to third, and so they put Banks as the best shortstop, and that leaves um, a couple of guys out. You know, uh, you, you, when you when you look at shortstop, you're gonna you're gonna leave out uh, Cal Ripken and Barry Larkin, who who you like at shortstop. I put Cal Ripken Jr. in. Uh, he was the first big shortstop, six foot four. I met Cal personally uh, at a National Alliance Youth Sports Convention a few years ago and chatted with him. But I am going to go with Cal Ripken Jr. for being the first big guy to play short, along with the offense, obviously the MVP award. Uh, all due respect to let's play two Ernie Banks, but I'm going to go with Cal Ripken Jr. I'm going to go with Ripken as well, even though I should be a homer here and uh, go with my beloved Cincinnati red leg, Barry Larkin, because he had a great season the year he won the MVP. I, I just, I, I like Ernie Banks. I love Ernie Banks. He was somebody I watched growing up. I remember watching him on television, but, I, but I'm with you. I got to go with Ripken in 83. Outfield. I think here is where the Major League Baseball article absolutely blew the call. Uh they put Barry Bonds in the outfield. I don't know how you put a cheater who's in a, who who cheated with steroids, who has who will never make it into the Hall of Fame, even though he's had several MVPs. I don't know how you put him in the outfield, and I don't know how you put him in the outfield over Ted Williams in 1949. I I agree. I think you lose credibility when you put Bonds in there because of the cheating and the disregard for the respect of the game of baseball. I, I couldn't put Bonds in there at all. Uh, you know, and I mean, I could, you know, Willie Mays not in there and Bonds, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. not in there and Bonds. I mean, uh, having Bonds in there to me is a total joke. 
You know, the, the, I think the big one here is, is that you look at all the, all of the people that played center field and won an MVP, Willie Mays, Mike Trout, all of them, not, none of them came up to Mickey Mantle. You know, that's how good he was. You know, so I, I my outfield is going to be, and, and you look at, you look at in, over in right field, you got, you know, Yastrzemski, you got Babe Ruth, you got Roberto Clemente. Uh, and I'm going to go with the surprise pick there. So my outfield is going to be Ted Williams, Mickey Mantle, and my surprise pick is going to be Frank Robinson because he's the only guy who ever won the MVP in both leagues. I'll agree with that. I mean, Mickey Mantle was an incredible athlete. You know, now they all are athletes, but he he was big, fast, strong, the whole bit. He liked to have fun, but he was a heck of a baseball player. Uh, I'd go with Mickey Mantle. Uh, I, I can't leave Ken Griffey Jr. out of here. I mean, I got to have Jr. somewhere in the outfield, and then uh, I'm a huge fan of Willie Mays as well. So let's go to – here's where the one I think that is an, an interesting pick. You could pick any one of these three guys on the mound, and you would win a baseball game. So you have Bob Gibson was who they picked. They're, they're – uh, also mentioned was Walter Johnson. Again, none of us saw Walter Johnson pitch, but we all know that Walter Johnson is the measure by which other pitchers are judged. And I'm going with neither of them. I'm going with Koufax in 63. I, I don't know how you can, you know, Koufax, Gibson, it's a toss-up, I think, on which was the better pitcher. But, man, when, Tony, when, when, uh, when, when uh, Sandy Koufax got on the mound, on any day but Saturday in 1963, uh, he was a threat for a shutout or in a no-hitter. So I'm going with Sandy Koufax. Well, me being a former left-handed college pitcher, I certainly love Sandy Koufax. And, and he, he, I wish he could have played longer, but he didn't. But, you know, about the time Bob Gibson was in his prime, I was a youngster really starting to get into baseball. And we, you know, as a kid in New Orleans, we had Cardinal games on the radio at night. I'd have the old transistor radio going. I'm going to go with Bob Gibson. I think Koufax was more of a crafty guy. Gibson was more of a, he stared you down before Dave Stewart ever stared anybody down. And he, he went out after you at, at all causes. And I mean, he, he's the reason they lowered the mound. Uh, due to his ERA in the late 60s. I'm going to go with Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson, it was once said, would throw at his own mother if if she took his part of the plate. Absolutely. (laughs) Reliever. Here's an interesting stat. There has only ever been one National League relief pitcher to win the MVP, and it was Jim Constani. Constani? who won it in 1950 for the Philadelphia Phillies. So that leaves about Hernandez is the only one I think we're going to be able to put in for relief. Yeah, well, well, unbelievable year by Willie Hernandez. Eckersley was also an MVP. Uh, But I – and this is a tough one because there's only been four relievers to ever win an MVP. And Mariano Rivera never won an MVP. Otherwise, he'd be the slam dunk choice in my opinion. Right, he's the – but I'll He's go. With, a, I'll go with Willie Hernandez. Uh, tip the hat to the left-hander. Designated hitter. There, again, we only have a couple to choose from. I'm going with Frank Thomas. 
The big hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the EH is they they better. chose Don Baylor. They're the Don Baylor. They they chose Baylor as their as their uh, MVP. Um, I'm going to look at though and go. I'm going to go with the big hurt. Yeah. Well, the MVP's only been around about 50 years, or maybe a little less than 50. So that left a lot of guys out that might have been MVPs a long time ago. Baylor was certainly very good, but I'd have to go with Frank Thomas uh, as the, at that spot myself. So there you have them, the the people that we would put on the mound. Hey, let me throw one in here, Tommy. And this we hadn't talked about this, but uh, they don't give MVP for managers. But who would you, who would you want to manage this team? Wow, um, man, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. You re- you really threw me a, you threw me a down and away curveball right here. My you know I, I like Sparky Anderson. As a manager, and I know some people had played for him. Uh, Whitey Herzog was always one of my favorites. Uh, Tony LaRussa, I got some friends that played for Tony LaRussa uh, in the Oakland organization. I don't know, boy, that's, that's still a toughie, man, as who I'd go. I might have to just uh, defer to Sparky Anderson. I, I think you'd have to. I'd go with Sparky as well. I'm going to go hometown there. Um, you know, I think that would be the, be the, be the one, um, um, that I would want coming out of the dugout and looking at a pitcher on the mound and going, you're done. I, I think there are a lot of managers out there today that when they walk out to the mound, the, the, the pitcher thinks they're better than the manager. I think the other person that I would put into that, uh, uh, the, into that bench, well, if I, if I couldn't get Sparky, if he wouldn't sign with me, I'd want Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be a bad one either. A good friend of mine was, was, a, was a got to the big league training camp with the Reds back in the day, and Sparky Anderson uh, told him, "Hello, how you doing?" Oh, coach. And then he uh, got pulled to the side and said, uh, "You don't call anybody coach at this <laughs> level. It's, it's Skipper or it's Sparky, <laughs> but do not do that." So lesson learned for a very dear good friend good dear friend of mine and actually it was the Detroit Tigers he was the first round pick of the Tigers right hand pitcher named Rick Green and you'll like this fact he's probably going to listen to this podcast Rick had has one appearance in the major leagues he was called up by the Reds in the late 90s and pitched five innings in long relief Jack McKeon was the manager he was up in the bigs for one week made that one appearance got sent back down and never ever got back up there to the show uh, so he has a lifetime one appearance as a right-hand pitcher in the big leagues, a former LSU pitcher, pitched on the United States Olympic team, uh, uh, held the LSU saves record for many, many years. But uh, he, he he called Sparky coach one time. Yeah, and uh, uh, that is, again, one. maybe we ought to do one very soon on the unwritten rules of baseball. That may be, we've done I think that that in the past. The- that may be the next week's, week's uh, topic. That's going to be next week's topic. Hey, Rick, I really enjoyed this. We encourage people to share this podcast with all your friends. Rick and I have a huge passion for baseball, as you can tell. Uh, Rick, before we get out of here, tell people how they can get a hold of your award-winning book. You are an accomplished author. Give everybody the info on that, and then we'll sign off. Uh, Go to Headline Books right now. I think that's the place I want you to go is to Headline Books and take a look at the books that they have there. They're also offering, if you look on Headline Books, they are offering a group of uh, video casts that we have been doing as the authors there. 
Monday night, I did one on how to write a book. And this coming Monday, I'll be doing one on the books that I've written. Uh, so zoom into books is what they're offering at Headline Books. Take a look at it. Join me Monday night on uh, April 20th at 7 o'clock on Headline Books website or their Facebook page. And we will talk about the books that I've written. Thanks, Tommy. All right, Rick, no problem. And next week, the topic for Chin Music, Unwritten Rules. You don't want to miss it. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Tommy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.